plan and then pivot plan and then pivot again if you want to accomplish your goals whatever they are relationship goals family goals business professional health goals you need to learn how to design your plan and then pivot as things change adapt to things that you're presented with plan and then pivot and sometimes you even have to just clear the board and reset and you have to have the courage to do that we're going to be talking a little bit about that today welcome to the family health and hustle podcast we're sharing our stories common experiences and best practices about balancing family practicing good health and reaching your goals can help you feel supported bring clarity and guide you to the life you want so if you're ready to challenge yourself your health and the hustle around you then consider this your community now let's welcome your host anthony hernandez hey welcome back to the show Today, we're going to talk a little bit about how sometimes you have to pivot from your plan, from your current journey, uh, in order to realign your life with the goals that you set forth. And sometimes you have to redesign those goals, create new ones, and uh, really decide the type of life you want to live. And sometimes that involves clearing the board, taking a hard right, resetting, and starting all over. And there's a lot of courage that uh, you need to have when making those decisions. Not everyone will have to make that decision, but for those that do, understand that great things come in the middle of adversity. And today, my guest had to go through exactly that. Uh, A little while ago, she had to reset how she was doing things, take a hard look at her life, and uh, decided that, you know, it's I'm just not happy with the direction I'm going. What do I need to do to, to adjust this? Today, we're going to be talking to Brielle Hernandez. And you may have guessed it, but Brielle is actually my little sister. So before anyone's like, ah, come on, Anthony, don't just be inviting family onto the show. I want to first say that Brielle really has gone through a unique uh, journey so far. And uh, has made some, you know, as with any of us, great choices, bad choices, things like that. But something that really impressed me with her is that she had the ability to kind of uh, come to a point where she was looking at the direction that she was going and saying, you know, that's, this isn't where I want to go. And to her credit, she made it a hard choice to reset things and to uh, start pursuing the life that she wants. Um, and as her older brother... She made some choices that maybe made me sad as she decided to move away and and pursue different things. And, you know, I love to have all my family close by. Um, But again, I'm very proud of her for for doing that and and making that hard choice uh, to do what's best for her and her journey. And she's having an amazing time uh, doing it. And I'm excited to talk to her today. So Brielle Hernandez, her self-description is that she's a singer and songwriter and a new business owner of The Dainty. So without further ado, Brielle Hernandez, welcome to the show. Hey, Brielle, thanks for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to have you. I'm, I appreciate 
you being here and uh, supporting your big brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anytime. <but no. laughs> yeah. Anytime. Well, for those listening at home, the reason I invited Brielle on the show was um, about a year ago, she did something I thought was probably very scary, but also very brave. I, I'm very proud of her for doing this. She she kind of looked at her life, um, saw that it wasn't the way that she wanted and that she had to realign a few things. And for her, that meant really taking a hard right and, and kind of just starting all over and, and changing quite a bit. Um, for many people listening, our, our realignment or our pivoting to different ideas and goals, it might not involve something so drastic like that, but it also might. And so I think it's important to hear her story, and that's why I wanted to invite her on to kind of uh, help those who are listening understand that um, sometimes sometimes you have to kind of wipe the board clean and, and start over, and it might be scary, but that's okay. Um, so Brielle, please tell us, tell us, let's, let's start with where you are now, kind of maybe starting from a year ago, um, kind of that transition of just changing things up in life. And then as we talk about that for a minute, you know, then we can kind of talk about what, what led you to there and what kind of got you, um, or helped you understand that those, that's the path you had to take in order to, to go after the things that you, you know, want to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. A year ago was an interesting time, even before that. But um, a year ago really was when I, I took that, that turn, and I kind of put my foot down, and you know, decided that I wanted a different life for myself and my future. Um, and so I, yeah, I moved from Utah to Arizona. Um, and like you said, yes, very. It was very scary huge change. I honestly didn't think it would have been a huge like environment change because I was thinking Arizona, despite it being really hot there, um, it was like maybe similar, like the people were similar there than they were in Utah. (laughs) And that's not the case. Um, And it's just an interesting thing to completely change your environment and what comes up. when, when you do that. Um, since then, I've, I've always had a passion for music, writing music. Um, I've always had it easier for me to write my feelings and my thoughts out um, on paper. And then I love music and I love singing. So I combined those together um, and I, I got back into that. I've done it all my life, but I'm, you know, really serious about it now. So Um, I do consider myself a singer-songwriter now, and I'm really excited to continue to pursue that. I've done some performances. I've been working with some amazing people um, to get my ideas and my projects up and running and um, give give them life. And then I also started a side business doing nails, and there's a whole thing on why I even decided doing that. Um, It kind of goes into... uh, I was, you know, previously married, got a divorce, and that kind of how I was feeling during that time, everything kind of rolled into this business, and I have really big plans for it, so it's not just nails, but right now that's where it's starting at. So, yeah, and I mean, this past year for me since moving has been super life-changing, and um, 
I can't be more grateful enough. I've done traveling around the world. I never thought, you know, I would be able to do that. I met so many amazing people, build so many amazing relationships. I'm now dating an amazing man who has been helping me through everything really and and is very understanding and pushes me in the right ways and so yeah that's awesome well thank you for sharing that um let me ask you this how old were you kind of when you decided to make this shift this change for those who are you know yeah for those who are listening <laughs> uh 27 i was 27 years old i'm 28 now before that, I kind of knew, you know, I wasn't going to stay in Utah, but I didn't know what really when I would leave or anything like that. I was 27 when I kind of, like I said, put my foot down and I was like, I've had enough. Things are going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what's powerful about that couple things, um, first of all, that I'm proud of you and I've told you this uh, for recognizing, you know, for for taking a step back and recognizing, hey, this path isn't where I really want to be. Mm -hmm. And some of that was maybe thrust on you a little bit, and we can talk a little bit about that here in a minute. Uh, but despite the circumstances around that, you have, you know, you had the intelligence and the awareness to kind of look at it and say, okay, I don't, I don't like this, and maybe this isn't leading me to where is going to make me happy. And so I, I need to make some changes. And despite the changes being, you know, upending and, and just moving out of state somewhere where we don't have any other family or anything. Uh, you said, you know, that's where I, I want to be. I want to, I want a clean slate and a clean start. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I really like too, is I had talked about this in a previous episode is myself, along with many other people, when we have these big dreams, oftentimes we, it, it, because of the size of the dream, it almost like makes it so we we don't do anything if that makes sense like it's almost like we we are scared into inaction and we just kind of go along with life and then we're always like man if i wish i could do that or i wish i could pursue this thing and what i love about your pursuit of music is that you're not during this transition of kind of changing things up in your life um it's opened up so many more opportunities uh, for you, like you said, to meet people, to travel. Whereas, and even though that was scary to make that transition, great things can come from it. Um, so that was something I really love is that you're meeting a lot of people, you're traveling all over the place. And now with your side business, I think it's really great too, because I'm a big advocate of when you have a big dream or a big goal like music or acting or anything, things that don't really have clear steps to always start something to go along with it, right? Mm -hmm. um, whether it's some kind of business or some kind of career or some kind of hobby that can ultimately work towards it, but that you can lean on uh, in the meantime as well. So I think that's great that uh, that you've started your nail business. Yeah, it's it's been really fun. Um, something I wanted to also touch base on with the with what you just previously said about like not feeling like, you know, it's it's really good to have big dreams. Um, really, the only limitations that we have are the ones that we put on ourselves. So in the it, with the your dreams and your goals, um, your behaviors come from, you know, your beliefs. And I feel like if you don't believe that you can have it, then, you know, you're not going to take the action steps to to do it. And then, you know, of course it's like, Oh, it's a dream, you know, and you don't, you don't get that and you don't believe you can. Whereas 
you know, if you believe that you can have that, then you, for me, I feel like it's a lot easier to see the action steps, even though if they're not super clear, you can, you believe that you can have, you can have it. So, you know, like, okay, well, whatever you're going to do, it's going to lead you to that direction of getting to that goal. You know, before for me, I didn't believe that I was good enough to, well, for a lot of things, but this specifically, I felt like I wasn't good enough to, you know, be on stage and be singing in front of people. So I didn't really do much towards it. Um, whereas now, I really do believe that through my my words, my music, I can make um, I can make a difference, and then I can see myself on stage doing that and helping people, and that makes it so much easier to be able to do that. You know, I I performed when I was younger in front of everybody. It was like I, was, I didn't have any fear. It was so exciting. And then one day I woke up and I was like terrified. I couldn't do it. And now like, okay, yes, there's that little excitement, fear right before you go on stage. But when I'm on stage, it's like so comfortable, so exciting and like easy, you know, because I can see myself doing it. And I, I see that bigger picture of what my, my goal is. So I feel like that is another way like, people can see, like, look at their goals. It's, you know, really, you got to be really honest with yourself. Ask yourself, okay, I have this amazing goal. Do I truly believe I can do it? That's the first step. If you don't, then, then, you know, it's just a dream. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Well, here's the other key too, is there's, there, just know that when you decide that you can do it or that you believe that you can do it. There is always a point that you have to cross that will be uncomfortable, right? So it's one thing saying, I believe I can do something. But the minute that you start stepping out of your box to do those things, of course, it's going to be uncomfortable. Of course, it's going to be scary because that's, Mm -hmm. you know, our humans want to be safe. You know, our our mind, everything we do is about safety and security. And so the minute we start stretching, yes, we're going to have these defense mechanisms that come up and say, whoa, I don't know about this. This is kind of uncomfortable. You don't even realize this is happening in your mind. You just know, like, if you're taking a, a, a little bit further step than you typically would, you start getting uncomfortable. And I think that's why that belief is so important, because mm-hmm. you need something to push you over that line. Because right. once you get into that little place of uncomfortableness, you're going to have a lot of opportunities. And it's true, you know, being uncomfortable, people don't like, people like to be in their safe zone, in their comfort zone. But if you really want to see change, you have to get yourself uncomfortable because if you're always going to do what you always did, then you're always going to get what you always got. So that's one thing that I really stick by because I don't like to be uncomfortable. You know, I hate that. (laughs) However, those uncomfortable situations will become comfortable and I will become the person that I want to be or like even closer to the person that I want to be by doing those things. And those uncomfortable things will become like things that I enjoy, things that I'm like, oh, that's nothing. You know, you just got to start somewhere. Something that I think is really important as well is there. there's a an interesting balance that you have to strike in those moments where you're where you're deciding to step over that line uh, to be a little uncomfortable. You, you don't want to make those choices completely out of emotion. You know, you want to think about them a little bit, but at a certain point, you don't 
you kind of just want to make the decision and stop thinking about it. Because if you continue to think about it, you're likely to turn away from it or convince yourself not to. And that's one thing you did, Brielle, that I thought was really great is during this time where you decided like you had always kind of talked about wanting to live in Arizona or, or move out of state and things like that. But once it kind of became a reality, some of the conversations with you, you know, you didn't know all the answers. You didn't know necessarily where you were going to live, but you had set a deadline like, hey, I'm going to move at this point and I got to find a place to live. And it did all like kind of fall into place too, which was really nice for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't yeah, but, have the answers. Yeah. But what I loved still though, is you, you had kind of just made up your mind and it was almost like, yes, you had these little, little things you had to deal with, but it was kind of like, yep, I don't know how I'm going to figure it out, but I'm doing it. Like I've already decided and I'm going to do it. And I think that's super important. And I've had that kind of experience in my life too, where I was on the cusp of a decision and finally I just decided. And when I'd have these creeping thoughts of, well, you don't know what's going to happen here, or what's going to happen here. I would just have to kind of shove them down and know that, okay, what well, what I'm doing is a good thing. I just can't think about those details. I'll figure mm-hmm. it out. Right. Yeah. And your emotions are, they're not you. Like they're just, you know, things that you've developed over the years, but like, are they, I, in my mind, because I'm a very emotional person, um, I would say where I just, I'm very in my head a lot and feeling the feelings of whatever, it is easy to not do something. And for me, I was like in the position, in the situation that I was in, where I was like, okay, well, I need to put my emotions aside. In my mind, I said, okay, Brielle, just put your emotions aside for a little bit. You can deal with them in a minute, which also it's very good to deal with your emotions. I know some people think it's better to suppress them, but it's it's not. We can get into that another time. <laughs> but putting your emotions aside just for me in that situation to really say, this is what I'm going to do. And if these emotions come up to try to stop me, it's not it's not going to happen. It's just, I know what I'm going to do. And I don't know, I mean, at that point, I don't even think I knew where I was going to live yet. And I was like trusting the process. I'm not saying this happens for everybody, but for me, it just happened the way that it happened really great where, you know, the people, my roommates, they had just reached out to me and I was like, great, it works out. But, but like, it's true. I kind of, you have to decide. It's the decision. You have to just decide and be very congruent about that decision and knowing that um, whatever happens, things are going to fall into place, even if you don't know what's happening yet. So, no, I agree with that. And what's the worst that can happen? Right. You know, I feel like there's very little that someone cannot come back from in way Mm -hmm. of making a choice like that, like moving, even if you moved out there and things fell apart and you were living out of a car. Okay. Well, yeah, there's always, you can always come back home. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like what's the risk is worse uh, it's, it's, I guess the risk is worse to just not even try than, mm-hmm. than to just stay home and stay safe. Yeah. Right? And you know what? It, it's, it's very true. Um, how else are you going to know if you don't just do it? Like I, I had the opportunity to briefly meet Jordan Peterson, me and my boyfriend and, um, some of our other friends at a conference. And I honestly didn't know much about him before, but now I'm just like, 
I, I love, he says amaz- some amazing things, a lot of amazing things. But the one thing that really, really, you know, caught me is the most simple thing. And it's, he just kept saying, you know, just see what happens. Just see what happens. You know, what else is going to, ha- like, you don't know unless you just see what happens. You know, you want to yeah. move. Okay, we'll see what happens. I know sometimes people are like, well, that's easier said than done. And I, yeah, with people that maybe they have their roots set with their, you know, their kids are in school, things like that. You can't just like up and leave. I I understand that. And I'm not saying that everybody should do that. But in my, my case, I was able to do that and it was the right choice for me. So I just had to see what happened. And, you know, I'm not saying it was all rainbows and butterflies when I moved because I had a ton of hard things that had to come up and um, I had to resolve. But I, I don't regret anything because it's led me to where I'm at now. And I'm very, very grateful for what I have and, and the, the people around me and the life that I get to live and yeah. that I'm designing too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Most people aren't going to have a choice as drastic as what you have done. Most of the people will, it'll be a new job or a, mm-hmm. a new sport or whatever it might be. And so I, I think that's great advice. Let's just see what happens. And you're right, there there will be some hardship. But another important thing I think that you are an example of is like, when you say trust the process, that doesn't mean the process is going to be easy. That just means stay positive throughout the process and just trust mm-hmm. that it will work out, right? And I think yeah. that's an important thing because perspective is huge. If you have a negative perspective as you it doesn't matter what choice you're making. If you are staying negative, you are going to be miserable, right? You are going to see the negative if you are a negative, oh, yeah. focusing on negative. But if you are a positive person, you could be going through some crud, but you'll be seeing the positive things throughout that journey, which I think will give you more opportunity to mm-hmm. to be successful in that yeah. path as well. And I really, I really believe that some funny thing that I did before I left for Arizona was I, I tested my mind. I mean, we're always testing our minds, but with this is a funny, it's like a, you know, what is it? Everything's your mirror of like what's inside is just showing on the outside. So what I would do, I go to the gym in the morning. So I would go in the morning and one day I was just in a crabby mood. You know, I was just like, it's cold. I don't like it here. And I went and it wasn't like a great experience for me at the gym that day. I didn't feel like I had done much and or like pushed myself. I wasn't in a good mood. Where the next day, literally the very next day, I was like, you know, I'm going to put myself in a good mood and see what happens. Um, I'm in the same situation. I'm going to the gym. I'm working out. I'm not doing like much different besides my mind is going to be happy today. And I go and I meet so many people. Everybody's like complimenting me. And what did I, like, I'm looking and thinking of my, uh, about it. And I'm like, what's, what's the difference here from this day and this day? And it really is the way, the way that you're thinking in your mind, the way that you're presenting yourself inside is coming out on the outside too. The same people were there at the gym that they were in the the next, like the day before. What was... What was different? It was me and how I came and what my mindset was. And that day I worked harder. I felt good about my workout, whatever. And I feel like that's like a simple exercise that I did. 
But I wanted to really test and be like, okay, is this really my mind playing things out of how the day is going or is it just my life? And that's where when I started being like, well, maybe I can design my whole life. And I just start started doing that. You can design how your mind is. I know that's easier said than done sometimes, sometimes, but yeah, like you can design and you get to decide on what you see. Yeah. So. Well, and I think that's why it's so important for people to have self-meditation, quiet time in the morning, prepare for the day. Don't just let the day take control. Because I think during those times of prep, like you're saying, it's, it's easier said than done. In fact, I, some might say that there are ways to make this easier. But for me, it's like, I think there are certain things that you consciously have to always be thinking about or training yourself for. And that might be one of them. And I think that's why mm -hmm. a lot of people do gratitude journals and stuff like that is they're taking time every day to kind of put themselves in that mentality so that they can be more positive throughout the day so that mm -hmm. no matter what that path or that day has for them, that their mind's already predispositioned to think of gratitude and yeah. think of positive things. You're starting your day off. You're kind of determining, deciding how your mind's going to be, how you're going to see things. Gratitude. You want to see gratitude in your life with a gratitude journal. That's amazing. You're keeping it at the top of your mind so you can see it all day. I, I, I like that. Yeah. And I think there's there's some power in that. And hopefully in future episodes, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that and, and focusing on that as well. But yeah, mm -hmm. for you listening at home, if you haven't tried that, um, it makes a big difference to spend some time every day just reflecting on your life, thinking about the type of life you want to live, the type of person you want to be, and doing exercises like gratitude journals. Mm -hmm. And I, I like to consider myself a man's man. And when I hear about uh, people doing affirmations during the day and stuff. I used to think that was silly, you know, goofy stuff, but I've learned that, that there's actually some power in doing that when you're waking up and spending time talking about, even just with yourself, talking about who you want to be and who you're going to be. Like you said, I mean, it, it really helps shift your mindset and you can start designing how you're going to see the day, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is great. Yeah. That so, is a, that's a good point too, of like designing who you are. I think people, they live their life of like, oh, this is just who I am. And they're the same forever. Um, I'm not the same person that I was last year or the, the year before. I'm, I feel like I'm constantly changing. I feel like I'm constantly becoming or striving to be like to my ideal person of, for me. And that's another thing with, you can design everything. And for me, that's one, one of the things I also did before I made my move and put my foot down and was like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And that's designing who I am and what my life, I wanted my life to look like. And I feel like, you know, that might be weird. That might be a weird thing or like an uncomfortable thing to do in the beginning. Cause you're, you're just there with your mind, looking at a piece of paper, writing down, uh, who you want to be. And maybe those things aren't, you yet but they could be and at least now you have a roadmap or like a blueprint of who you want to be and who what you're striving to be and it's kind of like the gratitude journal like you're keeping that at the top of your mind your unconscious mind is is now open and like looking for those things and helping you learn to be that person or helping you learn to have that type of lifestyle whatever it may be so like designing i feel like 
is a really um, maybe underrated thing. There are people just like living their life. What, what could happen if you were to design your life? Really think about what you wanted. Everything. Yeah. I think there's a statistic out there that it's like 3% of people actually write down their goals. And in regards to financial success, it's like 3% of the population create the most wealth, right? And, and not focusing on financial stuff for this conversation, but even for personal development, mm-hmm. it's the same principles. If, if you just write down the goals that you have of who you want to become, like you said, the person that you ultimately want to become, Mm-hmm. Um, the chance of you accomplishing that because you are consciously focusing on that exponentially increases. There's a gentleman named uh, Donald Miller. Um, he's written a few books. He's started a company called Story Brand Marketing, and he had a productivity course that I took And because he's super productive. So people are like, how do you accomplish so much during a day? And and the course was great. But one of the things he focused on, which I thought was pretty cool, is he has a whole journal and a whole planner that he he made. In fact, I have a copy of it over here that I printed out. And the, one of the first things you do is you write down what your obituary will be, essentially. So yeah. when you pass away, what is it that you want that to say about yourself? The type of life you lived, the type of person you were, those types of things. And he, he spends time writing that down. And he says, I want you to review this every day. When during that, that time in the morning where you have to prepare for the day, yes, in the planner, you go over your goals and the projects you have for the day and, and, you know, prioritize things like that. The first part is reviewing your obituary, what you want people to say about you when you pass away, the type of person you were and your goals and stuff. And I thought that was super cool because again, if you're doing that every day, if you're reading the type of person you want to become every day, you you ultimately are going to make those types of choices. Yeah. Right. I really, I really like that. I, it's funny. I, I kind of do the same thing, but not necessarily obituary. I do it. I call it my year in year in review. So every year, either the end of December or beginning of January, I write a review of that coming year. So it's like, as if, say I'm starting, I'm writing in January. I imagine myself that next December, looking back at the year I just had, what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to be in? So for example, December, 2024, I'm looking at my 2024 year. What happened? What, if, if anything could have happened, and there were no limitations. What would it have been? You're opening your mind. Not, not. I'm not saying all of those things happened because, like, I'm looking at mine, like now, and you know, and I'm just like, okay, well, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. That's fine. It's not like it has to. But you're giving yourself a roadmap. And it's funny. The first time I ever did this, and I've I've been doing this for two years, but um, the the times that I've done this, and then I've read. I've reread my year. It's funny how much I did accomplish and I didn't even know that, that, that I did. And I'm reading this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I did have this happen. And I, I had already wrote, wrote that I wanted it to happen and it did happen. It was easy, you know? So it's like, I didn't, I don't review it every day, but I reviewed it enough where I'm looking into the future, looking in the past, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. And kind of planning my 
planning what had happened. And I feel like that is a really, for me, a really strong way to do it because if you have goals, it's like, oh, I my goal is to, I don't know, lose weight or whatever, you know? But if you're looking in the past as if it already had happened, it, it does something with your mind. I, I feel like that it makes it a lot stronger. And then it's like, oh, well, it happened. So let's make it happen type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's so easy I, for yeah. your mind to accept that that's po- it's possible, right? It's not yeah. something you're talking, you're speaking or you're writing in a way that it is possible, not that it's not. Not that it's yeah. something that couldn't happen. Yeah. Right? You're, you're opening your mind for all the possibilities because there are so many possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. So you were 27 years old. As I mentioned earlier, some things were thrust upon you that put you down this path. Mm-hmm. Um, not put you down the path you're on, but just brought you to a crossroads where you were able to step back and say, okay, I'm not really happy where... Uh, with the things that are going on, I need to make some changes. And that's an important principle that I think anyone listening that's should should take to heart. Uh, that's something I constantly try to take to heart because I'm constantly changing things in my plan, pivoting and trying to decide how wh- what to pursue or how to pursue something better, things like that. But what I've noticed is that anyone who's been given the opportunity to to change their path and, and ultimately make a better path uh, or pursue something better. Typically, it's because of a trial. And great things are born from trials. I love and hate that saying because I love it because it brings hope when you're going through something that good things are just around the corner or that good things can come from it. But I also hate it because when you're going through the trials, it's like, shut up, man. This sucks, right? And I want to talk a little bit about what brought you to that point where you decided, okay, I'm at a crossroads. I need to make a change Uh, because you were kind of just, again, you were 27. So you've, from my perspective, you had kind of just been like, okay, I know where I'm going. And then some stuff happened and you're like, whoa, wait a second. I don't know if I want to go this way. I need to change. So Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what happened there. And and, um, I'm sure other listeners are going through similar things. Yeah. Like I think I mentioned before, I was I was married and him and I had been together for like seven years, I think it was. And so we grew up together, you know, we made our own plans together, all of the things. And I feel like when, this is another thing with the whole designing, I feel like when you make plans with somebody for so long, you kind of like lose what you personally want, at least I did. And in my specific situation, just a lot of things, you know, had happened where there were a lot of promises, things didn't happen, whatever. And I kind of was able to, not able, I I allowed myself to, how do I explain this? I guess settle or let go of everything that I wanted and dreamt about. And I was kind of more in the, I got to take care of my family, do whatever it takes to take care of my family. And with that, yeah, I lost, I would say I had completely lost myself. Um, I didn't know who I was, what I wanted, um, where I was going in life. And that can be, that can be kind of hard, like waking up one day and just being like, whoa, like, how did I get here? 
type of thing. And I was living, I was ignoring everything up until a certain point. Something that I realized one day was that why, I, I was asking myself, why am I allowing all these things to happen? Why am I not changing them? What is the purpose of all of this? And why can't I let this life go? Because at that point, I just had a hard time letting go of the person, the life, uh, all of this stuff that I was living, which wasn't great. <laughs> so uh, I fortunately, I had a coach at that time and uh, we did this process and it helped me. It's it very, very strong. I had never felt this congruent and strong about about something. And um, for me, like I said, I was asking myself, why am I allowing, so you gotta, like I was taking responsibility. It was very difficult to take responsibility in that time um, because I didn't understand how how it was my fault um, for the things that had happened. But I asked myself, why am I allowing myself to stay here in this life? And the learning that even to this day has been so huge was that I didn't believe that I deserved anything better. And that's why I was allowing myself to to live this life that wasn't good for me in, in like any way. I didn't necessarily know if that meant stay in the situation, but like make it better or leave completely. All I knew is that the reason why this was all happening was because I didn't believe that I deserved anything better. What a hard thing to, uh, to realize, honestly. And to be honest with myself and to really let that, that learning out, that's when I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, I don't believe I deserve better. And then I did some other things that allowed me to uh, to let that go. Then I started designing. I designed what I wanted, like the physical things. I designed what I wanted, like experiences. I wanted to design my environment, my me, who I am in every single area of life and the people that I was around. And then I realized, okay, well, Utah is not where I'm meant to be right now. That made it really easy for me to say it's time to leave uh, because before I was like, oh, you know, I'm really like my family's here. I wish my family could come with me to Arizona. That's like the one thing that's missing. <laughs> yeah, like I I had to be honest with myself again and be and just say, you know, this is not where I'm meant to be right now. I know that I deserve so much more, so much better and then I can give that to myself. And with that, it's like, you know, I need to change my environment completely. And I left. There was a lot of things that came with that decision. And I am sure a lot of people didn't believe that I was going to leave, but I left. And yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's great. you got to, you got to, like I said before, and maybe a lot of people have, or maybe not, I, I don't know, my situation with the divorce was, like I said, I, I lost everything about myself and I almost didn't allow myself to keep going in life and that is not like an easy thing to to say (laughs) 
but it's true and being able to like switch that and really see what value I can bring in this world really see like the things that I want and things that I can have and create for me and my world and what I see help me be able to just keep going and be happy (laughs) well I think it's natural um I mentioned this on a previous episode as far as taking some time to look back at yourself, reflect on the things that make you happy, because oftentimes those things we've let slip away, right? And mm-hmm. and here you are talking about the things that made you happy, essentially burying them. And, and it wasn't on purpose, right? But when you are in marriage or not even just marriage, in any relationship or just have a new job, things like that, it's natural to put those things at a higher priority. The problem is, is when you're not intentional about the type of person you want to be, right, which is kind of what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. designing your life, you're being intentional about who you wanted to become. A lot of times when we don't do that, when we don't give that attention, those things that we care about, they slip to the back burner, and then they keep getting buried a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further. And then finally we get to that point where it's like, I'm not even who I want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a totally different than who I was. And that doesn't mean you have to get a divorce and move to a different state and stuff to, to, to dig that stuff up. But I think again, it's important that self-reflection time to not let those things slip too far behind. There'll be times in, in your life and in your journey where maybe they're not the top priority. Th- that's fine. Uh, but if you are always looking at and being intentional of who you want to become, those things should always stay pretty close to the surface. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the most, some people may disagree with me, but I believe the most important person and thing in each individual's life is themselves. And with that, I don't mean, oh, you got to, you know, only care about yourself and be, I don't know, conceited or whatever. It's more like, how are you going to be the person that you need to be for other people if you're not for yourself? If you're not taking care of yourself, how are you going to take care of your children if you're not taking care of yourself first? You got to take care of yourself first and then all of the other amazing things get to follow, you know? And if you don't, then it's like, like I let myself... I say dwindle into nothing because I I felt like I was no one. I felt like I was just like a piece of garbage on the side of the road. That's how I felt about myself. So my life wasn't very great. And I think it's because also I was just letting the things around me dictate who I am, what is going to happen in my life. But you could take control, which I've, I've fortunately been able to do and just completely change things so well i agree with you in the fact that just like you said putting focus on yourself first that doesn't necessarily mean oh i want to go to a movie so i'm going to go to a movie and not hang out with my kids because that's what i want to do right or something (laughs) like that that's not you know there are days i want to go to a movie and and let my family just stay at home (laughs) but but to your point if you're not healthy how are you supposed to help anyone else right if you if you feel like you have no value to bring and there's an opportunity to go help someone, serve someone. Would you think you're going to do that? You're probably going to be like, no, like they're better off without me. Like I, I just can't bring any value. But meantime, now that's another person that could be helped out, right? If you feel confident and you are healthy and mentally 
where you're supposed to be and living living the best that you can when those opportunities come up to help of course you're going to be more likely to jump on that and help other people right so i agree with you 100 percent. i often make the joke with my wife because sometimes like if i'm really hungry uh and i'm in like a bad mood at dinner, I want to eat first <laughs> and I don't, I don't give the food to them. I say, let my kids play. I got to eat first. And my wife will sometimes be like, you know what? That's selfish. And I'll be like, no, I can't deal with them if I'm hangry. Like, it's not going to be fair. I'll be mean, all this stuff. Like, let me just eat something real quick. Now this doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes it does. And she'll give me crap and I'll say, look, there's a reason on the airplane that if the cabin loses pressure, you always put the mask on yourself first Mm -hmm. and then you help the kids. Because if you were to just help the kids and you pass out, well, now you're both going to (laughs) die, you know, so... And people give me crap for that. But I'm like, no, there's truth in that. Again, I'm not saying if you need some alone time, obviously, if you have responsibilities, sometimes those responsibilities trump what you want. In fact, Mm -hmm. many times they do. But there are things like mental health, physical health, things like that, where you're right, you should be number one. Because if you're number one, and you're and you're optimizing the way that you are, then the people around you that you care about, they're going to have blessings in their lives as well right. because of that. Right. right? Yeah. One thing you said too, that I thought was really good when is when you said you took responsibility because I've noticed that there's, there's, there's kind of two types of people and tell me what your opinion is on this. There's the type of people that are the victim and that, you know, think that everything is being done to them. And oftentimes what makes me sad about that is when they go through those tough situations, they don't learn the lesson. They just think this isn't fair. This was done uh, to me. And it's almost like that tough time was done in vain. And then you have the other type of person, which, you know, your example of is where you take responsibility of, again, the whole situation might not be your fault, but you take responsibility of your part in the situation. And then something amazing happens. You learn from it, right? You learn like, oh, I did this thing. I didn't really love that. That was probably something I could have avoided. I'm going to not do that in the future. Or in your marriage, although it ended in divorce, I think there's a lot of personal growth that you had just as your brother looking from the outside in. There's a lot of things that you learned that I think made you a better person throughout the course of that relationship and stuff too. And so again, if you're taking responsibility, you can you can absorb and learn the good and the bad. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I completely agree. The way that I say it is, are you living at cause? Or are you living at effect? Are you being affected by everything in your life? Like things are happening to you? Do you blame other people for st- stuff that's happening to you? That you're not taking responsibility. It's just, that's just how it is. And you're not growing. And I know that might seem harsh, but it's just like... It, it just is what it is. Yeah. And I had to, I had to take this. Like I was not living at a cause at all. I was just feeling like everything was happening to me. And that's, you know, I'm not growing. Whereas living with a, the cause side of, of things, you're taking responsibility. And now I know that this could be difficult in some situations, for example, in my situation with with getting a divorce and the things that happened there, I had a really, really hard time taking responsibility and even like seeing how 
I could take responsibility and I, I just truly didn't understand how it was my fault because I knew that I had done every possible thing that I could do physically, mentally, emotionally, all the things and I just didn't know what else I could have done. So in that case, I had a really hard time understanding how to take responsibility and um, fortunately, I have an amazing boyfriend and he helped me see it a different way. He said something really amazing. Um, it's not that it's, you know, my fault necessarily of some of the things that had happened. Taking responsibility now in that situation is how will you take all that information and go forward with it? How are you going to learn from it? What can you learn from it to go forward and make something better for yourself? That's how you can take responsibility in the situations that you believe is not your fault. If that makes sense. <laughs> well, it's kind of like accepting it, right? Yeah. It's, some people don't accept it and they become bitter. And it yes. sounds like taking responsibility is accepting that that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I think that's beautiful. Take what happened, learn from it, and use that to build upon. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and that really, really helped me be able to let go of all of even my negative emotions toward the situation and, and all the things because I, I couldn't, like I said, I, I was just like, this is really difficult for me. How do I, how do I see that this is my fault? That's the word that I used. And like I said, he said, it, it's not necessarily if it's your fault or his fault or their fault, whatever. It's, this is the situation. What are you learning? And what are you going to do? How are you going to move forward from it? Which is, I feel like a really refreshing way to look at any situation, good and bad, you know? So, and, and really situations, what, who's to say they're good or bad? They just are what they are. You're the one putting the, the title on it, if it's good or bad. It's just like, what, what are you going to do from that on? Yeah. So, yeah. No, I think that's great. That's a hundred percent true. I love that. You, uh, who's to say that a situation is good or bad, right? I mm -hmm. think that's great. So you went through life through a couple curveballs. You've accepted it. You've taken responsibility. You are saying, I'm going to build upon it. Right. And then you took a step back and you looked at your life and said, okay, I'm not in the direction I need to go and I'm going to pivot. And that involves doing something a little difficult, which is uh, totally changing life, changing careers. You're now starting a nail business that you hadn't mm -hmm. been doing prior. You're seeing that opportunity come from it. And now looking back on what makes you happy and, and who you are and, and bringing those musical talents forward and starting to live in alignment with that. Would you say life's, life's going pretty good right now? Life, life yeah. is, uh, life is positive. I would say life is positive. Obviously <laughs> okay. there's some things that come up here and there in my like internal, you know, like just limitations or things that I have to overcome. But I feel like, you know, in the bigger picture of everything, it's very good. Yes. That's and good. I'm, I'm very grateful for the life that I'm living. Yeah. Well, and joy comes from accomplishing things too. So even those internal challenges that you have to, over, have to overcome or that you want to overcome, even mm -hmm. though there may not be physical challenges or external challenges, like I'm a firm believer that joy comes on the journey while we're accomplishing things, no matter 
what that is that we're accomplishing, whether big or small or in mental, physical, mm-hmm. inside, outside, things like that. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. Let me ask you this. We've talked about a lot of things today. A lot of great information. Thank you so much for coming on. Out of everything we've talked about, and maybe even something we didn't talk about that maybe you had thought of prior to us having the conversation, for those who are listening that might be going through some of the same challenges, whether it be they're they're in the heat of that, that challenge and they're thinking, this sucks. I can't see the benefit of this. Whether that's divorce, whether that's something else, um, or those who are thinking, I need to make a pivot. I need to change. Do you have maybe like two powerful tips that you could give someone listening? And it can even be just some of the things we've talked about that you want to touch on again, but just one or two things where you can say, hey, these are the most important things, Mm -hmm. I think, when you're going through those times. Yeah, I think the first one would be, and it's very simple, but it's just to keep going. Um, I know it's it's seems easy to just like hide under a rock because that's kind of like what I wanted to do but to keep going and and know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel if you're feeling like a in a you're in a dark place there really is better no matter what situation you're at in life and where you're you're in there really is a better place and I promise you that's one thing that I I had to learn. I, you know, I didn't think for a long time that there was anything better, but there is like better than you even believe. So that's the first thing, just to know that there, that there's better and to keep going. The second thing would be to design, to just sit down and be with yourself. I don't know, cup of coffee, tea, I don't know, something, just relax. And think of every area of your life that you have, personal development, health and fitness, financial, career, all of the things. And just write all the things you want in that life. Want a new car? (laughs) Cool. What car do you want? You know, write that down. Um, The experiences that you want in your life. And then I think the huge thing is... When you look in the mirror, who do you want to see? How do you want to feel when you look in that mirror? And then write that down. Because like, I can't tell you how powerful that's, that one thing it was too. Because when I realized, you know, and I, I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I do deserve better than what I'm getting. But then I looked at myself and I'm like, well, you're a piece of crap. You're this, you're that, you're nothing that's not going to get you anywhere. (laughs) So looking, when you look in the mirror, like, what do you want to see? How do you want to feel? Because now when I look in the mirror, even when I look at myself, like I look in the past and I look at my, who I was, I have so much love for that person. I just want to hug her because I feel bad that she had to deal with what she had to deal with. And she felt the way that she felt about herself too because now here I am the same person but different um you know loving myself and feeling whatever way I feel about myself and that really does make a big difference because then you will get what you want and what you deserve so yeah that's great yeah could I add when you when you write down 
the type of person you want to be and you design that, maybe think about how that person would live today. Exactly. Right? Yes. Because then you start becoming that person. Yeah. You can even go to the extent of what, what words are in this person's vocabulary. Who are the people she's hanging out with or he's hanging out with? What, what, is, what does that person feel when they walk into their home or even in public? Or what do people see when they see that person? Do you walk in a room and are you glowing and people just want to talk to you and be your friend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? You can create that. So, yeah. Well, wise words of experience from Brielle Hernandez. Thank you for being here. Let me ask you this. Uh, where can people find you? So obviously you're getting into the music. Uh, well, you've already been into the music scene. Yeah. But you're expanding and you're growing that. Um, where is one place someone can find you if they want to follow you? So I am mainly on Instagram. It's Brielle. B-R-I-E-L-L-E underscore Colleen, C-O-L-L-E-E-N. That's my main my main social place. I have a YouTube channel, a TikTok. I don't really go on TikTok very much, but, you know, I have some stuff on there. And then I have my nail page, which is all, all of that is connected onto my Instagram. If there's a link in my Instagram bio, you just click on there. You can listen to my music on every platform. You can see my YouTube channel, all the stuff. Yeah. Cool. So we'll say, we'll put any links that Braille gives us, we'll put on the notes of this episode. So feel free to click on those. But worst case scenario, at least click on her Instagram because that'll take you to that'll all the That'll give cool you places. the information. Cool. <laughs> Okay, Brad, well, thank you so much for joining us. I know that there's going to be people who are listening to this show that are seeing tremendous benefit and value from your story. Um, and I hope if you're listening, go follow Brielle so you can continue to follow her journey and her story. And if there's someone else out there that you feel could benefit from this, please, if you're if you're driving or whatever right now, Uh, when you find a spot where you can uh, put some attention on your phone, please share this episode with them and let them hear Brielle's story and follow the journey that we're all taking in this community to uh, try to just learn from each other and become better and overcome uh, challenges and and accomplish the goals that we have and and ultimately just live the best life that we can and whatever that is to, to each and every one of us. Uh, but to experience that success and joy. So thank you so much for joining us, Brielle. And for those listening at home, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining in today because pursuing a balance between family, health, and hustle can feel a little wacky sometimes. So we need to learn from each other. And with a simple click to subscribe, we'll invite you back to our next episode. In the meantime, download our free ebook, Six Secrets for Success at familyhealthandhustle.com. And remember, we're on this journey together. 